0: to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber.
1: Well, almost sort of. Uh, It is time for the Classic Car Show. We're glad you're listening in. And uh, whoops, whoops, wait, wait, wait. Hold it, hold it. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Stop that.
0: There we go. All right.
1: that, That automatic cue thing, if you don't turn it off, Yep. It uh it just keeps on going. I gotta ask, uh and and this I, I I tell my hosts don't do what I'm about to do, but I do it anyway. I didn't hear anything about the plane today this morning. I didn't get a chance to it, it was I've a, been here. It so was a, a
0: regurgitation time. of last night.
1: Oh, so they they don't know a damn no, thing more than they do. No, any.
0: no, no. I tell you, that is uh That's I think it, what,
1: we're gonna see that plane coming back at us. You know? Well, who knows? Or some. some yeah. ways. I, I don't know.
0: I hope it's not in the ocean, and I hope the passengers are alive, but I hope they're not being tortured. Yeah. So how's that? Is that a broad enough spectrum? That
1: uh, that pretty well covers it. Okay. And unfortunately, I I don't know my my gut feeling, and it has been. It, 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 I I told my my uh, I won't go in details about my son, but you know he and I were talking about it and. Uh, uh i from the get go you know now he he took he initially took the philosophy that uh, you know it was a mechanical problem and at 30,000 feet or whatever you know they had and i said no that ain't that ain't the way it works if it was mechanical I, if it was a huge bomb in the in the luggage bay or something like that I can see that being so bad that that you don't have time to say hello. But if it was a mechanical problem, you'd have 20, 30 seconds to yell mayday, you know? Yeah. You'd have have enough time to do something. And nothing was done.
0: Yeah. The black boxes aren't signaling either. Well, well. well, that, That I don't understand. You know, the
1: Yes and no. Uh, If it's at the bottom of the ocean in the Indian Ocean, and they thought it was over in you know uh, someplace else, well, that's they just hadn't found the the ping yet. But um, but like you said, if they if they if they're still functioning and it's landed somewhere on some deserted island or who knows where, it could be in who knows. Uh, But it's uh, well,
0: hey, this could turn out to be another Amelia Earhart. It could, yeah. It
1: could. Um, Do they have the uh, Bahama Triangle over there in Bermuda not, Triangle? Bermuda Triangle. I mean, I, and, I don't uh, know.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Over there, in uh, the Indian Ocean. One of the
0: guys I work with is going on vacation in Thailand for two weeks, and I don't know whether he's left or not. So,
1: well, I, you know, I, yeah. I, uh, I, I quite honestly, from what I and, and I haven't heard any different from anybody else, and. Um, their security in Malaysia is not exactly at the peak of uh, superiority, from what I understand.
0: Uh, it, the press has alluded to that, shall we say. Yeah. But how credible the press is in this country, who knows? Uh, well, I, we um, don't
1: even want to start me on uh, that Oh, subject. no, no,
0: no, 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 no. But, let, you know, they're talking about this ping every half an hour from the engines. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is a nice segue for for me and and you got want, a ping and you're injured. Yes, oh. but I want to. Uh, my uh, esteemed colleague Steve obviously is not here. His mother-in-law passed away this week, so we wish uh, all sympathy to Steve and Brenda. Brenda is one of the greatest car wives in the world. So I hope everybody's okay over there at the Ronaldo house. And now I'm going to segue in. We're talking about the we satellites.
1: We to yeah. she lost her ping. Is that?
0: Yeah. You're sick, David. <laughs> anyway, this is the car show. It's the classic car show. We talk about classic cars. We talk about any kind of cars. I get on my soapbox with the way people drive. I get on my soapbox with maintenance. I'm going to cover the full spectrum this morning. But I want to talk about Satellites. One of the things that we all encounter with hot rods and custom cars is in the beginning, the speedometers were cable operated. And they were either driven off a little box on one of the front wheels. You know what
1: you could do with them before you sold your car? Yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) I know. But it was off the front wheels or off the transmission. And you had to have the right speedometer drive gears in the speedometer drive on the transmission to match the differential gears, but if you had 411 gears in the car and 354 gears in the speedometer, your speedometer was way off. Well, growing up with Italian cars, Italian cars were always very optimistic, (laughs) and the speedo drive gears were always supposedly correct. But nowadays guys that are building hot rods and guys that are doing race cars and guys that are doing other things, they don't want to mess around with cables, and we're in the electronic age. There is now a speedometer, David, that's driven off of GPS. Can you believe that? It's a Ah, sensor that. that goes up on the top of the dashboard, so you have no electronics going to any speedo drive gears. No sensors on the wheels, nothing. So if you're building a hot rod or you're building a custom car and you want to put a set of custom gauges in it, there is a company today that markets a beautiful set of gauges and they have the GPS kit for the speedometer. So it eliminates a lot of wiring and a lot of cables, or a single cable. And... That is featured in the newest issue of Street Rodder, and I think it's the April issue, but I didn't look at it. I just perused this article, and it's the one with the powder blue Willys gasser on the cover, but it's Street Rotter magazine, and it's got a full article on installing these gauges, and then it comes up with a GPS speedometer, and I'm thinking... What else are they going to think of for Big Brother to watch us? Because they can also monitor and find out how fast you're going. Yeah. I mean, it's just like those little boxes they put in the rental cars now. You know, uh, as you were talking about that, I, I,
1: well, you know, I guess it's because we're old or I'm old. And uh, how much fun and how much uh, – I had a, I had a uh, Impala. Uh, Fifty nine Impala, the old, and I and three forty eight with three deuces board.
0: One of my favorite motors with the W valve covers. Yeah, and
1: three deuces, and you know. Yeah. And when I got it, they were vacuuming, and we turned them into mechanical. Mechanical. And, yeah. Uh, oh, did that thing have a sound to it? Oh, oh it my. sang.
0: Oh. Did they the, still sing?
1: Ah, oh. but anyway, so. Uh, I don't know why, but one night it had screwed up on me, and I I came in. and It had? uh, Yeah, it had had not been nice to me that night. I might have lost a couple of races or something. But anyway, so uh, I I come in, I park it at the house, and just slam the door and go go, (laughs) go inside. Now, I had installed... Son, my own son, tachometer.
0: Oh yeah, we all did.
1: And then down on the on the on on the, underneath the cigarette or ashtray, right. I'd put my oil gauge and my amp meter and whatever
0: else oh, I had oh, and uh, temperature gauge yeah, and temperature. whatever.
1: And I had a, you know and polished uh, chrome and and all this stuff.
0: Little bling. Yeah.
1: So I'm pissed at my car. I go I go <laughs> you know it's, it's midnight or after and I go inside. And I come back out the Saturday, it was Friday night, Saturday morning, I come back out and uh, somebody had, had gotten lucky, well, two of us had gotten lucky. The person that, that didn't have to break into my car because I'd left it unlocked uh, had gotten lucky at that point, but evidently it must have been fairly early in the morning. My dad used to get up real early and... and he had turned on the lights or whatever, and I guess that must have scared whoever off. But I opened the door, and there's my tack hanging down off the off the column, and 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 whoever it was had tried just ripping the gauges out, and so my my three gauges were right. just hanging there sort of, but they had gotten nothing, you know. Good. And, Good. Uh, other than being a pain that I had to put everything back, and and yeah. uh, You know, and and straighten some metal out. You know, back then all the dash was just metal. Sure. You know, sure. So I had to where they'd tried to rip out the bolts. But anyway. Isn't that wonderful? uh, Yeah, but you know, the good side of it was how much did I learn hooking up the tack? How much did I learn hooking up the. And
0: I did it all myself. And those were all electrical. I mean, you didn't have the little hose run into the oil pressure gauge. No, I, I did. Oh, I, you oh, did? Oh, yeah. Oh, it wasn't an electrical yeah. sensor?
1: No, 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 no. Oh, oh, no. that
0: was? Oh, you were early. Yeah. I but mean, the this tack was that
1: little bitty thin hose. Yes,
0: yeah. But the tack. I, uh,
1: I say hose. It was uh, copper tubing.
0: Tubing. Okay. Yeah. Well, either one. Uh, but the tack was electric. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. The water temperature gauge and the ammeter, obviously, were both yeah, electric. Yeah. 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 But, the,
1: but the oil gauge was uh, yeah. a little bitty
0: Oh man, copper
1: uh, tubing. But you know, and I, I don't want to sound. I, you know, I don't know what I want to sound like, but an idiot, I guess. But and, and what I learned, I can't take with me. I can't go put it on my explorer. I wouldn't even know where to begin. But it was well, still an education doing that. It was and, fun. And the fun doing it. Right. The, well, it's the same the, thing.
0: as just like we. I walk. learned
1: some new words doing it because yeah. it, you know.
0: But the, the, the other thing is. We'd go out and, and shoot tin cans oh, with our 22s, that kind of uh, stuff. Some of us still do that. Well, yes, well, we won't even go there. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you can buy a GPS speedometer now. So, I mean, it's incredible. Um, that other uh, magazine, I'm sorry, Mental Block this morning. The Powder Blue Willys on the front, that issue of street Rodder has got one of the most beautiful track roadsters I have ever seen in my whole wide life with a fairly stock flathead and a 37 Ford running gear, 40-juice brakes, and uh, nice body. Just really a nice vehicle. Some guy built it in Connecticut, and another guy bought it. Just a little track roadster, fun car. So... That's if our listeners are interested in those kinds of things and gassers. I mean, we're getting in the hot rod segment of the show this morning now. Street Rider, uh pretty good magazine, and Ron Cavell does a lot of uh, articles about metal shaping and things like that. So just wanted to share that with our listeners. Um, we probably ought to uh, have a little soapbox segment this morning um, coming over here to the station um i noticed uh one car that had a real funky headlight meaning it was looked like somebody had put it out or but it wasn't quite out or it was burning out and it wasn't and uh they happened to stop the same place i did for some high octane coffee this morning and i looked and apparently one headlight had been replaced, and the other one hadn't. And it's those polycarbonate covers that oxidize, and the and the they don't have any UV coating on them. And then the headlight, you can't see out of the headlight, and that's what was wrong with the headlight. Huh. But my point is, if you've got an electric drill at home, all you got to do is go buy a kit. And the kit's got a buffing pad that hooks up to the drill and some various grits of of sandpaper and you just have to supply your own masking tape to tape around so you don't get it on the body and scratch the paint and stuff. And it's got some polish in it and you can pretty much polish your headlights, covers, and, and it's it seems to be Chrysler's, Mercedes, uh The Korean products that are, you know, five, six years old and older. And I've noticed being in dealerships that you'll see a sign that'll say, you know, polish your headlight lenses. And they got a guy that comes in and he's got his minivan and he's got one of these kits and he does about five cars. And dealerships charge, whether it's a Chrysler dealer at 50 bucks or a Mercedes dealer at 100 to do the same thing, <laughs> you know, the three-pointed star. I guess we're going to go on a break, and, but I'm going to get back, and I want to talk about this a little more. You got it. We'll be back right after this.
2: This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction on America's Web Radio. As president-elect of the Georgia Society of Addiction Medicine, I urge you to contact your senators here in Georgia and ask them to vote no on House Bill 885, the so-called medical marijuana bill. For full details about the pros and cons of this bill, please check the Atlanta Healing Center website at www.atlantahealingcenter.com. We do not want to open this door in our state. Thank you. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to JCTaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Okay, here we are back on Uh-oh. the Classic Car Show discussing <laughs> what well, my 348 board and stroke was. Yeah. You know, maybe it was a uh,
0: 383. 380, yeah. 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 Well, you know, we were talking I about... I can't remember. Fords, there was a 390 Ford. There was a 351 Ford, <laughs> which was a 351, and they built them two places, Windsor and Cleveland. And Windsor was the... Mommy's motor for her car, and the Cleveland was a high-performance version. Then oh. there was a 427 side oiler, yeah. and then there was a 428 police interceptor engine.
1: Okay, that 428, the Ford interceptor? Yeah. <laughs> my best friend back then, before he wound up exiting stage right without paying me back for some stuff. But anyway, uh, back then he was my best friend. His father had accidentally bought a Ford 58, I think, it wasn't it? Or, is that right, 58? Would that be right? I remember what it looked like, but I can't. Anyway.
0: Yeah, oh, 58, had, 59. Yeah, he had bought it
1: accidentally, but that he didn't care because gas back then was 28 cents a <laughs> gallon. Wasn't yeah, it wonderful? <laughs> but anyhow, so uh, my friend, his dad didn't let him drive it very often. He let him drive the Volkswagen, but not the... Ford interceptor very often but anyway my friend took it out one night and he he did a movie scene thank god i wasn't there i would have still been scared to death <laughs> he did the movie scene he he left the road and wound up in a plowed field i mean and did one of these you know, uh-huh. not intentionally but he did it anyway oh and uh I don't know how he got it out, but somehow he got the car out. A couple of uh, of our friends, mutual friends, I, I wasn't in the party, but they told me about it. They went and, and hooked chains to it and pulled the sucker out, and his dad never was the wiser to what had happened. But uh, and, and this guy was just, he Boy. didn't hit anything. He didn't tear up anything. He just left the road flying. He was lucky.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. But Wow. I mean, that thing had,
0: those, well, that was those cars a, were dangerous. Yeah, almost. that was probably a 390. Well, they didn't have any brakes. No. Not, well,
1: no, there's not drum brakes. To,
0: yeah? yeah. I mean, you, not like today where you've got phenomenal brakes in, in most cars except for the Honda Fit. Uh, I think the, let me go back to headlights for yeah, a minute. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's fine. It's kind of fun to reminisce. Um <laughs> at our age, that's all we can do. Huh? <laughs> at our <RHS. laughs>
1: huh? age. Yeah. Uh, Turn the battery up.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is such a simple project. My friend, who I call Lord Fauntleroy because he's 73 and he still behaves like Lord Fauntleroy, picked me up at the MARTA station, the, the rail station one night, took me home in the dark. And he says, I can't see at night anymore. I looked at him and I said, well, you know, your headlight covers are fogged up real bad. <laughs> well, what's that cost to fix? I said, well, if you go to a dealer somewhere between $50 and $100, depending upon the dealer, and they bring somebody in and they polish them. Well, I could do that. And I'm thinking, oh, man, the last <laughs> time he could do something, I spent about a half an hour straightening his chainsaw out. Ah. So I said, okay. I said, well, you can get a kit. I said, the kid I like is, is McGuire's, And I shouldn't say that over the air because they're not a sponsor. And then the owner of the station gets mad when I start talking about brands. But anyway, because he don't sponsor us. And Barry Meguiar should because we use his products. But Mother's makes a good product too. And then there's some other, you know, small market stuff. And they're all available. I mean, you can go to Walmart and they're cheap if you can handle going in one of those stores. But anyhow... Google it, go buy the kit. Of course, my friend says, Well, well what's the difference between the twenty dollar kit you know, I have to answer all his questions. So finally I said to him, I said, Look, go get the kit and I'll do it. So then he calls me up. I got it and I did it myself. <laughs> I said, Great, that means I don't have to do it. Now, this guy bought a car and used to call me up and ask all these questions to me. And finally I said to him one day, I said, you're going to get some phone calls. What's that? I said, I put your car up for sale in the paper. (laughs) Well, why? I said, because you're driving me crazy. (laughs) And we get along, but we just banter back and forth like this. So anyway, even he polished his headlight covers. No. Well,
1: actually, just you know, I hate to bust anybody's balloon, but you can take some, some uh, rubbing compound that very, uh, very uh, light rubbing compound. Double on yeah. And uh, then just some polish and.
0: Well, usually uh, you have to sand them, David. Well, the
1: compound will sand them.
0: uh, it's usually a little rougher than that. You need and you need a little power with them. With some of these, I, I what I think it is is. These cars don't have daytime running lights, so these people run with their headlights on all day. And I think that kind of causes some kind of reaction, too, from the heat intensity. Because daytime running lights are a different bulb than the normal headlight bulb. But anyway, you know, a $15, $20 kit and a drill and some sandpaper and some masking tape and some polish. And... uh, well, they advertise you, the kits all the time. Yeah, too. and and you're safer. You can see better at night, and that's that's the main thing today, is is the safety aspect of it. But I'm going to point out. Remember, you used to call them padillies? You'd see a car with one headlight, and you would oh, call right. it a padilly and yeah. punch your buddy. No, we what? Well, yeah, well, and and tail lights. or one eye jacks or something yeah, one eye like jacks, yeah. Well, I saw a burned-out taillight coming to work this morning. Hi. It's just it's little maintenance things. Go out and step on the brakes. Well, if you're by yourself, that's easier said than done. Well, if you, if you have a wall behind you or, or something you can see, if it's brighter on one side than the other, you know your brake light's out. So right? You
1: know, I tell you the one hard on the <laughs> SUV with the little lights at the top.
0: Yeah, over uh, the chimpsule, the chimpsule. Whatever. Center high-mounted safety lamp.
1: Oh. I had a couple of lights out on it and didn't know it. And uh, I was getting my oil changed, and they said, hey, you have a couple of lights out." So I went and changed them.
0: You did it yourself, though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Certainly. (laughs) You know, they were going to do it for free. Yeah. Except the bulbs were like $12 a piece. Yeah. Some some stupid price. So... uh, no, thank you. I'll just go do that, and, and my time's worth nothing anyway, I've been told, so.
0: <laughs> You've been talking to your wife again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I
1: did it in between doing the laundry, so it wasn't okay, big deal. Okay,
0: good, you know. good for you. Yeah, I kind of, I, I like doing, fussing with that stuff, too.
1: Yeah, you know, I uh, on my uh, Explorer, and, and it's old, as you well know, uh, I've got, and I've looked into it, and you can get the uh, OEM, uh, uh I've got to get the hydraulic uh, window holder uppers and the hood holder upper. Um. Oh,
0: they're not hydraulic. They're gas. Are they? Yeah, they're filled with gas. Oh. Yeah, Yeah, they're gas shocks is what they're called.
1: Oh, well, my yeah. some, my gas has leaked out of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they, they're made a, over. I think yours are made over here off of 85 somewhere really? in South Carolina. Yeah.
1: Well, it's uh, the hood thing. Uh, Hurts when the hood comes down, and on your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's not and it's not fun just having the back window coming down on you either. But
0: uh, you could probably get a broomstick, and when you raise the hood, is put the broomstick I, in I, there and save I, yourself the hundred bucks for the. <laughs> no, they're not bad. They they
1: sell them as a kit now. They sell oh, all they? four of them. Yeah. Wow, and uh, or six of them because uh, you have two in the in the tail and uh, the two in the in the front. So two and two think, is four. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah, two and two on the back. That's four and then. Oh, two, okay. Two oh, front for the six. whole door and then yeah. for
0: the window. I got you. Yeah, yeah so. they're gas filled shocks. Maybe, uh, maybe I could just give them some of my gas. I don't think so, David. It'd probably be uh, that would be a <laughs> that would be a deathly <laughs> event. Um anyway,
1: so doesn't have, doesn't have like the grease uh in it that uh No, sir. Do they even make those anymore? No. Does well, anything well, even think? No, everything's
0: sealed. Sealed yeah. bearings—you don't have to pack wheel bearings anymore.
1: Don't you remember when we had those? And, oh yeah, and, uh, I yeah. still got my old grease gun, and
0: I have one. In fact, I have one of the hand ones—the the Wanner, W A N N E R, brand new in a box, still that I carried, never used.
1: Tell your wife when you croak. Don't throw it out. I think we can sell it for
0: an antique. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Anyway, so I hope our listeners and, and the car guys and everybody, check your stoplights, check your taillights, check your chimsels, check your front lights, check your headlights. Just, I mean, it's amazing what you see today. It's absolutely amazing. So that's it. Polish. Get your headlight lenses polished. It'll make a significant difference when you drive at night from a safety standpoint. A um, couple of other things today and tomorrow. This is quite a car weekend. The first Formula One race of the year is in Melbourne, Australia, and there's significant changes in the car. About the only thing that's unchanged is the fact that it has four wheels. And
1: polished headlights.
0: Doesn't, doesn't have it headlights. Doesn't have it. No. Um, the engine is now, I believe, it's a 1.6 liter turbo. Hmm. And I watched practice the other night, and it sounds like a pickup truck with a diesel engine that some <laughs> kids played with the exhaust on. <laughs> it's not that high, shrill, shrieking Formula One noise. So anyway, that ought to be interesting. And I, I know live it's on at 1.30 a.m. tomorrow morning on NBC Sports Network, but I hope they replay it again during the day so I can see it. I hope they put Bob Costa in the middle of the road. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't do cars. He doesn't know what a car is. The 12 hours of Sebring starts today, this morning, 10 o'clock Eastern Time. I'd rather watch an
1: IV drip than would you? Yeah, I can't. I can't stand. Uh, uh,
0: IV drip is pretty exciting, especially with some of yours, the stuff yeah. they put in <laughs> you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, uh, I I can't watch uh,
1: auto races. Yeah, I can watch drag races. I love drag races. Yeah. but I, I can't. Well, That's uh, like a sneeze.
0: That's like yeah. watching a sneeze. Well, that's you know.
1: Anyway, it's time to take a break on Uh America's Web Radio. We'll be back with more of this excitement on the Classic Car Show right after this. Um,
2: Solution providers, are you aware of the Institute for Healthcare Consumerism's multiple marketing platforms? You're invited to get a little closer to IHC with our Solution Provider Membership Marketing Program. Through IHC's exclusive Solution Provider Membership, your business gets an all-access pass to engaging your prospects. This membership embeds your business within the Institute, which immediately aligns your company, its solutions, and your key executives with the nationally credible IHC brand and shows your support of the healthcare consumerism movement as a market wide solution. And that's just the beginning. Contact IHC's Managing Director Brent Macy today at bmacy at the Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out, and when necessary, Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Okay, we're back on the Classic Car Show and talking Studebakers. The nice thing about that Studebaker was you couldn't tell whether it was going or coming.
0: Oh, it was yeah. one of those. <laughs> yeah. Steve had one of those. I
1: hated it. I thought it was the ugliest car that I'd ever seen. And uh, uh, But we
0: splattered the... Uh,
1: we had that car. We put stuff on it that wasn't even,
0: uh, you know. Was it the old flathead six, the F-head or L-head six, or was it? A, no, we a had a V-eight in
1: it. We put a V-eight in it.
0: Was it a Studebaker V-eight or was it a Chevy?
1: No, I don't remember. Oh boy! Quite frankly, yeah. I wasn't yeah. in charge of the motor. <laughs> you were. Put it in, but <laughs> I wasn't
0: in charge of it. And you blew the rear end out of it, huh? Yeah. yeah. Amarillo or, or Dallas? Uh,
1: no, in Amarillo. Amarillo. And, uh, we, uh, <laughs> you know, I ought, to, I ought to stick a needle in my hand and make sure I'm alive. We did stuff back then. You know, as a teenager, you're you're und- indestructible, I guess, or you think you are, you know. Is that what and, it uh, is? It was. <laughs> uh, we brought that car back, I think. And, you know, back then you were too poor to, to do anything else. We'd driven it. I'd driven it to Amarillo and with friends but none of them were in the car. I was in the car by myself and and they had followed and we uh we pulled that car back chained and all the way from from Amarillo back to Lubbock. That's
0: 2 hours was ch- and that was two lane road no, then was the interstate like wasn't 3 it? hours. No, it three. was a, it was four lane. Was it four uh, lane? Yeah. Was it interstate but, then? It was Texas Interstate. Texas, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's FTM. F- F-
1: yeah, farm-to-market run. Right, yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, and talking about having to be on edge and alert, because uh, the slack in that uh, chain, oh, you know, I somebody know. started, <laughs> the, your, your buddy pulling in, he stops, and you better be ready to stop <laughs> just as quick. And, and uh, it, it was a...
0: Uh, uh, speaking of, of that and Studebaker's... Um, Hemmings classic car for May has an article on Studebaker police cars and taxis. And what people don't realize is I mean, Studebaker at one time was one of the dominant car manufacturers. Now, in back country. in the
1: 50, early 50s, I yeah. guess.
0: Well, at 40s. Yeah. And that's because they were cheap and ugly.
1: Yeah. So well, they had to give them away.
0: Well, I don't know about that. The Lark wasn't that ugly. I thought the Lark was a fairly nice car the lark yeah i remember the that lark. was you know the last one that was a brooke stevens design yeah. but the ones before that were kind of goofy
1: well you say uh, you know it was um the lark was a box
0: yeah no? yes yes it was yeah came out in 59 yeah i didn't I, I must say but they had they had that v8 they sold it with r1 r2 and r3 engines with superchargers and four barrel carburetors it's the basic motor that was in the Avanti, the, the, the V8 was, yeah. and it was made out of that heavy-duty cast iron, the stuff that gives me the hives when I lift it.
1: You know, I, I, you brought up the Lark, and, and I can see it parked out in the parking lot, I guess, but I had a friend
0: Uh-oh. that was uh, – Here we go. We're reminiscing now. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, he was a couple of years older, and I can't – God, I can't I can see him. I can't think of his name, but he—he uh, was—he was a phenomenal artist, and uh, and you know from from the time he was—I don't know how old—but he was always drawing cars. And by when he graduated from high school, he went directly, and I can't remember whether it was GM or who he went with, but they had seen his. Mm -hmm. car renderings and Mm -hmm. uh, they hired him right out of high school he never went to college and uh or if he did it after that but anyway um and he was always very futuristic uh you know i'm not saying he did it by any means but uh like the like the you know the eyebrows and the 59 the the cat eyes that we had on the 59 chevy that was what he was doing back in the in the early 50s and uh uh, wow! I mean, very, very futuristic, and and yeah. I don't know. I I can't honestly say any of his designs were ever used. I don't know. Uh, but then you you look at that Lark. Now that, God, and the Ford Falcon when it first came out. Talking about a mental fart.
0: It was no, 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 no. They no, had
1: no. no. They had no design. No. To them. How
0: about the Pinto? How, oh yeah how, I mean, how about the pacer american was motors, that yeah, oh, oh and, that little and, thing
1: that had the back, the hatch thing well that oh, was that gosh.
0: the pacer or was the pacer the one that was the, the whale like vehicle those were done by dick teague but were, I, you know was,
1: how could they do that when they had they had and people the matador like this?
0: and uh I don't remember the
1: matador oh yeah that was a coupe the matador was our was at texas tech that was our our mascot. Somehow. Yeah.
0: No, this was an American Motors Matador. The other one, the, the American Motors car I liked was the Javelin and the AMX. Yeah, yeah. Those And they had a 390 V8 in them. Those were nice cars.
1: But they never made it. Well, I mean, they made it sort of, but not the, Well,
0: yeah. Well, Studebaker never made it. Kaiser Fraser never made it. I mean, it just... What can I tell you? It, it's just... Sometimes those, it
1: happens, and sometimes... Yeah. It, but, I, I, you know, American Motors, by the time they realized they were in the car business, uh, they were 20 years behind to begin with. Well, um... Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> you remember that?
0: That was, My, that was Chrysler Plymouth. That, that no, had and, the Roadrunner. Yeah. No, it wasn't. wasn't
1: no, it? No, it was the... Uh, I can't get my car out of first gear or whatever, but it was. Oh, that song. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, but I remember they used the, uh, what's that goofy little animal? Roadrunner. Yeah, Roadrunner. Yeah. That, there was a Roadrunner Chrysler Yeah, but that, product, wasn't, that wasn't the but, song. No, but I, the song. I was thinking of the car and not the song. Yeah, yeah Yes, yeah. yes. Yes, I remember that. Who was that <laughs> that sang that? Now, if you could tell me that, you might win a prize. You remember who? Yeah. No, I can't remember. Oh, who. okay. All right, and then Hot Rod Lincoln. There was another yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. And That's uh, what
1: we ought to do sometime is get some of the old car songs. Yeah. And uh, play them. Yeah. We ought to. Uh, we'd probably get in trouble, but who cares? Well, it's a I car show. It's a car show. Yeah. Right. I don't think they.
0: I, I'm sure they're out of uh, out of royalty by now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, it's it's just kind of interesting history in this country, we've always been fascinated with cars. And and it, there's been such an evolution. Like when I was a kid growing up in the Midwest, I didn't know that much about NASCAR in the South, which was very big. And, you know, I learned that on Labor Day weekend, the whole South went to the Southern 500 at Darlington, and that's, yeah. that's no longer. But where I grew up, Kee Kafer built Mercury Outboards. Kee Kafer was the dominant guy at that time outside of Evan Rood and Johnson, the three, and those were all Wisconsin-based companies. I grew up in Iowa. But we used to go by Key Kafer's place. Key Kafer ran Chryslers with the Hemis hmm. back in fifty five and fifty six and dominated a lot of stock car races with those because of his Mercury outboard preparation or, you know, his, his engine skills and his engine lab. And, and there was a Wisconsin engine. There was a Wisconsin engine, but that was back in the in the double aughts. That was in the nineteen hundreds. Well, yes and no. Uh,
1: the Wisconsin engine was a competitor to Briggs and Stratton. The, and, yeah, uh, later and, and Tecumseh. And, yeah, and, and don't yeah. forget Tecumseh. And, uh, and but, the Wisconsin was on uh, like cement mixers, the, yeah, the small portion yeah, of the cement mixers. Yeah, mixer and the I
0: imagine place. that's evolved into Oshkosh or or one of the big truck deals. But back in the teens, there was a vehicle called a cutting. C-U-T-T-I-E-G. I know you remember
1: that. see. I don't yeah.
0: know. I uh, well, remember I started with Duryea in 1894. <laughs> I was one of their first field guys.
1: And people out there think we're kidding.
0: Yeah. Anyway, my point is there was a group of engine suppliers, and cars back then were assembled. And some of them had Continental engines. Some of them had Wisconsin engines. Uh, and I don't remember what else. If we had, if Steve uh, had been here this morning, I'm sure he could have filled me in on some of the others. But guys basically went and bought engines someplace, transmissions, and and rear ends like like Dana and and Allison transmissions and all that stuff today in the big heavy duty trucks and Cummins engines and Nav- Max Force and Navistar motors. But my point is the evolution of that has been very significant and stock car racing today of course is still old technology i guess they've gone you know to bring some things in like electronic fuel injection but they're still great big cars they're neat i mean bristol's this weekend and bristol to me is like getting your throttle stuck in second gear in a two-car garage because <laughs> it's just this great big oval yeah but it isn't ain't a big oval <laughs> so but they I, I nascar i just i i cringe because it seems like the last 10 laps there's debris on the track somewhere and they got to <laughs> wreck half the crowd and which is a little different than when Back in 55 and 56, when they ran Chrysler 300s, and before that, I think they ran some Lincolns. In you know, uh, we were talking about this
1: last week, uh, and you know, there's still obviously the NASCAR loyalist, and well, know, there they're, should they're, be their diet. Yeah. But it, you know, I again, I, I would I love drag racing, I, I you know, and Gosh, we were stupid enough to not wear earplugs back then. we didn't huh yeah, yeah. uh but I don't know I, I guess it's like going i used to love uh, college football you know and, and now it's it's uh it's professional first grade football as opposed to to collegiate football it's it's a showcase to become a pro and uh and it's sort of, and the same thing, unfortunately, I feel like they've done with, with a lot of the, the, uh, the car racing and, and cars in general. It's
0: just. Uh, but you can it's, still it's, go back to the basics, David. They still have it. You can go out here. There's a dirt track called Dixie Speedway up on 92. There's a little small oval called Lanier Speedway that's yeah. off of 85 right across the road from Road Atlanta. Uh, yes, it's become very professional because you've got sponsors now and they figured a way to get television audience and things like that. And it's a business now, but there's still a a hobby for hobbyists like, like us that don't know any better and still get our hands dirty. Of course we wear gloves now. We do. Well, some of us do. We buy the vinyl, the nitrile or whatever gloves, (laughs) you know, like the, your proctologist wears. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, It's – you still put gas in some stuff and – was not even gas that you put on it. Well, it's ethanol. But some places you can still buy pure gasoline. There's a website for it.
1: I could just go and sniff a gallon of pure gasoline,
0: I think. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but you can't get it with with lead anymore, and that's the (laughs) good stuff. That's true. (laughs) I I keep – I remember still in Detroit back in the 90s. Couple of Sunoco stations had 260. Hmm. Remember Sunoco 260? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, was that good stuff!
1: And the little truck that you could get there.
0: Yeah. Well, and Hess had the trucks yeah. too. That was yeah. the other one I liked with it. I had a whole bunch of Hess trucks, and some guy wanted them so bad he bought them from me. Um, <laughs> Oh man, you're old. Uh, yeah, we got to so, take a break. We're going well, well, I want to talk about Bristol when we come back for a minute.
1: We will talk about Bristol when we come back
0: right after this.
2: Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to JCTaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Quick
1: stakes. That's Q-U-I-K steaks are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick quicksteaks. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes. Q-U-I-K steaks, the truly preferred way to stake and identify
2: what's in your garden now. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.
1: Do you know what chemtrails are? If not, please Google chemtrails, C-H-E-M-T-R-A-I-L-S. If you are familiar with chemtrails, do you witness them in your area? If so, please contact GM at americaswebradio.com.
2: You're listening to americaswebradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Okay, putting so, down the big big pipes and
2: stuff.
0: Yeah. The, um, you know, I, I, I talk about Bristol. I still think Bristol is one of the NASCAR races that's the most fun to watch because there's a lot of fender banging and moving around the track and guys' strategies and things like that that work. And uh, it's different than the restrictor plate races. So Bristol's this weekend. So we got Formula One, Sebring, and Bristol all at once. Uh, We're going back. We're going to back way up for a minute because there's guys that still work on their cars. Now, granted, today you've got onboard diagnostic systems, and you've got to have scan tools, and you, but it tells you what's wrong with a car. We didn't have that years ago. I mean, if it missed, it was condenser points or plug or plug wires. And, you know, at night we'd raise the hood and see if we had an electrical show, and then we knew we had to put plug wires in it. So in the dark, but and carburetors and filters, and it was fun to play with. There's a guy today running a business in Granitey appeals to Porsches and BMWs. It's called Pelican Parts, and the guy's name is is Wayne Dempsey, and he's written some neat. Books for people that own various models of whether it's a three series BMW or a nine eleven Porsche or a Boxster, and he titles the book Hundred and One Things to Do" to your Porsche nine sixty four Boxster the Boxster bo- the old Porsche uh, the little Box no not uh, the Speedster but the Boxster yeah I, I yeah. Know. And, uh, yeah
1: and yeah people say I own a Porsche and you'd look out. no that's
0: <laughs> no that was a nine fourteen <laughs> that was the Volkswagen based one except unless it was the 914.6, and they only built that for a couple of years. But Pelican Parts, obviously, he, he makes his business selling parts, but he's got a website and a Q&A and a te- technical site. And with the computer today, it's amazing what you can find out on the Internet. Now, a lot of people shouldn't be on the Internet and go out and get the screwdriver or the wrench and start doing stuff because it's like my friend who – He's like Lord Fauntleroy at 73. You know, sometimes you get in a little bit of trouble.
1: <laughs>
0: and other times, you're able to work it out. But Pelican Parts, he writes some neat repair manuals. He does. And that's the name of his business is Pelican Parts, and he sells parts. So...
1: Okay. Now. Yeah,
0: I just said how great Wayne Dempsey is. Go ahead. All you're, right. you're getting I, wound up, Willie, over here. No,
1: I, I was just thinking about you know, and, and I fixed my cell phone with my laptop in front of me. I replaced the glass; I'd broken it. And so, yeah. I, with the laptop there, I they'd left out one little important piece, but other than that, uh, but I was just thinking, you know, you had if you had like I did with the '59 Impala. You know, you, you got the owner's manual that was about three-quarters of an inch thick maybe or, or a half inch or whatever. But you had gotten there when you bought the big blue digest thing of, of you could fix it yourself. The motor, you,
0: motor repair manual. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah.
1: And I was just thinking, you know, he's, I probably spent more time looking it up and trying to find what I was looking for, than I did actually fixing it, you know. Yeah. And and where today you'd go in, punch in, car and Chevy and '59, and you you got whatever you want, you know. Right. But well, uh, and
0: you plug your scan tool in, and it yeah, says code yeah. C1501, and you know, it's a clogged fuel filter. Yeah. So or it's a short in the wiring harness somewhere. But the,
1: the how times have changed, you know. Oh, dramatically. And, uh, you'd. If I loaned my manual out and it covered 58 59 and 60s I think really yeah um, and uh, if you loaned it out you went with it you had it chained to your neck because you had spent the money you'd saved up to get it and, and you know and it was well, not free and
0: yeah today if you get an owner's manual with a car it's all full of safety warnings yeah and that's it you it, you can't find towing well sometimes you can't depends upon the manufacturer but it's half safety warnings, and and I think it's Chrysler. You don't get a, a book anymore; you get a CD.
1: <laughs> and now you better hurry because that's out of date now. Is it CDs? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, now they're DVDs. Well, DVDs or or
1: thumb drives or oh you know, yeah, whoever little thumb drives.
0: Yeah. That, that we used to do press kits. We we yeah. quit killing trees with press kits and handed out thumb drives.
1: Yeah. So I I mean the Everything has changed, but i was just thinking about. I can, I can remember sitting uh, on the little stairs going up to our our house. Uh, we had a we didn't have, we had a carport, and uh, sitting there reading the manual with the hood up and trying to you know thumbing through the pages to figure out.
0: Yeah, and now today the kid next door comes over with his iPad and goes click, click, click with his, his thumb driver, his yeah. two thumbs that drive the iPad. Except he doesn't
1: know what the hell he's doing anyway. You know, well, uh, yeah. he, he doesn't know which end of the screwdriver to hold. Or well, or he's or, playing a game. Yeah. Do you Do you remember the frustration of knowing what you needed to do, but not having the tool to do it with? Then you had to go buy the tool. Oh yeah. If you could afford it.
0: Yeah, I just ran into that, Really? I well, I couldn't find my adapter from a a quarter to three eighths or three eighths to a quarter. It wasn't in my toolbox. I guess the dog ate it or something. <laughs> and uh, I had to go buy a new Craftsman.
1: You should have called. I got them all.
0: Oh, I know you do. I know. Even you do.
1: even to the point of the three quarter inch. Yeah. Now, that's serious.
0: Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> yes, it is.
1: But I had um, all that stuff when I was farming, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I I still laugh. Steve came over with George Mary, one of the Model A guys, one night in his Model A and put his luggage rack on the back of the Model A and it was loose. All I had were metric tools. Huh. I had no American stuff. And he went and got me a set of open-end box-end Wrenches, but I, I, you know, that's all I ever worked on were imported cars my whole wide life.
1: I didn't, I didn't get metrics until probably 20 years ago. Wow, yeah, I never.
0: uh, Yeah, I had metrics in the 60s. Yeah, so
1: never really. uh, Oh well, I, I you know we have probably put everybody in the world to sleep uh, with this show.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know I, that's the
1: uh, that's well, the neat part about it though. I love, you know, I, maybe I do this for my own uh, my own sake of reminiscing, like you said, and uh, and going back and thinking about. It. And I, I I feel bad that uh, you know kids today just you know. They, they don't well, well, it's
0: funny. We were a friend of mine and I, an ex GM guy and a, a, a wizard on brakes, brake linings. You know, drums. Remember, we were talking about oh, yeah. turning drums and brake pads.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And and that was his aspect to the business was brakes. And uh, we were in Birmingham, and Birmingham seems to have a lot of what I call hammered Hondas. Those are the ones that they're way down on the ground they get to susp i don't know whether they heat the coils like we used to or what but they're they're there's they're just they're jouncing down the road up and down huh. even on smooth pavement because they've lowered them so far and of course that upsets the suspension and changes the angles of the constant velocity joints in the front so we one of them passed us the other day on interstate sixty five. And he's bouncing down the road, and I don't know how he could see anything he was bouncing so much because he had the thing right on the ground, and the wheels are sitting out with about three degrees of negative camber front and rear. So yesterday we were going down to have some lunch, and here's a red Honda Civic that's hammered that's right on the ground, except it's on the side of the road, and the left front wheel is about 90 degrees out from where it should be. (laughs) He'd obviously broken the axle shaft or broken the hub or something just because he put that weird angle on him, and then then they buy these two hundred and forty eight dollar stainless steel mufflers that have that flatulent sound and they look like a garbage disposal underneath your sink.
1: you know I gotta change the subject real right quick before go we right go, ahead uh, being your age, you can appreciate this uh. And and maybe you can answer it. As I told you, my son bought a, uh, another Jeep in Hawaii and stuff, and yeah. he bought it from a from a naval lieutenant lady that has been driving it for a number of years now. And I told him, I said, you know, the first what would what, what would you think? I told him, I said, the first thing that you'll replace on that car. And I've, I've seen it all my life. And, and, it, and I, I wasn't fortunate like you where I could buy a new car every year. I, I had to buy used cars.
0: Well, I was in the business. I didn't buy a new one every uh, year until I retired.
1: But anyway, so yeah. what, what – what, and I've, I've, I've seen it, whether it's American cars or European cars. If you bought a four-speed or a five-speed or whatever, the first thing to go out was a clutch. And it, it, there's always something up. You drive a car your way, I yeah. drive a four-speed my way, yeah. and if yeah. I buy your car, within months you might drive it another ten years. Yeah. As soon as I buy it, the clutch is going to go out.
0: I never even and, and thought of that, David. I, I, honest to God, I never thought of that. But it's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you, you'd always, my uncle, my uncle Joe, always had stick shifts. And he always had a hot spot on the clutch because he rode the clutch a little bit. And you let the clutch out of the car and go, and you knew it was a hot spot on the clutch because it kind of jumped a little bit. But then I got other friends that uh, the guy I worked for that raced Porsche 911s uh, and drove BMWs with stick shifts. Uh, I'd, I'd worked briefly for them for about a year and a half. And this guy was the most beautiful, smooth driver with a clutch. I have ever seen in my life. Uh, and I mean he, he raced Porsche nine elevens for in fact he's got found his old race car and restored it. But this guy absolutely was the smoothest. I'll tell you somebody else. Remember Don Yanko, the Chevy dealer? Out mm-hmm. uh, of Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania? He built he built Yanko Chevrolets. He'd take a Camaro and he he'd put a, a big block in it and stuff. And I know i got to wrap this up, but he could shift a car without lo- using the clutch. I could do that. Well, I, I had
1: done that many times. Yeah. Well, not many times, but... Yeah, yeah, but, I, I mean, know.
0: he was he was another guy that could shift cars beautifully. But I so, i could
1: get in any four-speed today, or any uh, manual uh, transmission car and, and yeah. drive. I never rode the clutch either.
0: No. Oh, gosh, my mother. That's the first thing when I... She, because when my grandfather taught my mother how to drive, and when my mother said to me, "Don't ride the clutch,"
1: well, well with Jim, that we got to
2: put the plug in the jug.
1: We'll be back next week with more of the classic car
2: show. You're listening to America'sWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.